We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, there, done done that. Welcome to episode 20. Today we're going to be talking about the 10 things that we wish that we knew when we started homeschooling. What was a waste of time? What should we have spent more time on? And what is the biggest lesson that we have learned? Today we're going to be talking about all of that and more. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. How's it going? Good morning, Maria. So we were just we were just like looking through the news to like kind of find something to talk about in the beginning before we get into our episode. What should we talk about? Let's have a little banter. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and the news is like all depressing. So we were like, <laughs> yeah. let's not use any of that. Let's see, Yahoo. Yeah, there's a lot going on in a lot of other countries that are a little, little. De- we're gonna stay away from politics. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. But you know, it reminded me of um, how cool it is when they do make like a new scientific discovery that makes the news and like maybe it is something that's historic, an archaeology kind of thing that goes along with like something you've been learning. Right. Yeah, like several years ago, I remember we were doing like medieval times and then all of a sudden they were doing like some parking lot construction project and they found Richard III's remains. Oh my gosh. I know. It was so cool. Do you remember that? Uh, No, I don't. Oh gosh. I'm sure I posted like all about it at the time, but. Oh, that's really cool. Well, and I remember when we were, we were actually studying space and we were talking about the planets and, and guess what? All of a sudden, Pluto is off. It got kicked out. So Pluto's a dwarf planet now. I know. And it made us, you know, we've always used that solar system song from Blue's Clues. (laughs) You know, the sun's a bright star. And so we had to reconfigure the last line of that. We're like, and Pluto is the smallest planet. We're like, it's not really a planet anymore. Oh, my gosh. Oh, poor Pluto. Poor Pluto. It's a dwarf planet. He exists still, but, yeah, he's he's lost his category. He did. So his hierarchy. But I'm excited about today's episode. I know. We're doing a top ten list. There are a lot of things that I wish I had known before I started homeschooling, so we have to share all of them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Me, too. And, you know, perhaps you are a new homeschooling parent just starting to navigate this journey, and whether you have a young child just starting school, you're pulling your child out from a public or private school, uh, be sure to check out our Getting Started and Homeschooling page where we detail step-by-step how to get started. Right. Yeah. So I remember when the idea of homeschooling was brought up by a friend and well first off I was a crunchy granola uh, kind of mom I (laughs) was yeah I was really holistic in the way I raised my kids I nursed forever I cloth diapered and I I wore my babies everywhere I didn't even own a stroller (laughs) Drove, (laughs) drove my mom a little crazy but that's what I did but then the idea of homeschooling was brought up and I was like oh my gosh absolutely no no way that is so weird (laughs) But then a friend from La Leche League, she suggested that I go to a homeschool. It was like a show and tell when, mm-hmm. and, and then when I walked around, of course, I was wearing my baby and it didn't take long for me to be convinced that this was absolutely the path that we needed to go. That's awesome. when, yeah, that's when I met some amazing homeschool teenagers. They looked me in the eye and talked to me about their passions 
And I was absolutely hooked. I'm like, this is what I want for my kids. But boy, oh boy, I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, If I could go back, there are so many things that I would tell my younger self. Uh, At the time, I didn't know anything about homeschooling. So that made it seem really overwhelming. So, Oh, yeah. I didn't know anything about homeschooling in the beginning. And in fact, I probably had a lot of really big ideas about homeschooling oh, and did. opinions I heard your stories. <laughs> that were way off. You know how sometimes you think you know it all when you have like one three-month-old baby. <laughs> you know everything. I'm telling you, when I was younger as a young mom, I knew everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my kid's never going to do this and I'm never going to. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've mentioned obviously my story before where I was like at some party with a bunch of homeschoolers and I was like I think you need to be an experienced or certified teacher to homeschool your children luckily that group did not turn on me like right then (laughs) but they graciously showed me the way (laughs) yeah so while the list of things I wish I had known before I started homeschooling is really large uh today we are only going to be sharing those top 10 yes only top 10 (laughs) you and I collaborated and there's a lot of things that we've done you know we're very different homeschoolers we're very different parents but there's a lot of things that we agree on and this these things made the list yeah let's get started all right awesome so the first thing on the list would be to not compare yourself with others Mm -hmm. and that can be hard but you do not need to keep up with the public school the private school or anybody else's homeschool also Mm -hmm. don't compare your child's accomplishments and failures or against any other child they are individuals and You know, the old saying, don't judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree because it's going to live its whole life believing that it's stupid and that it's a failure. A lot of people get really wrapped up in that. And it's easy to see what people post on social media with their perfect homeschool rooms and lives (laughs) and all their kids awards and like think that that's reality. And it's not. It's a highlight reel. Like you put you put the happy fun stuff up. Right. And unless you plan to send your kids back. You really don't need to keep on track with what the public schools are doing anyway. Do your own thing. That's probably the biggest amount of advice that I can give a new homeschooler. There is no behind in homeschooling. And unless you're bound otherwise by the state laws, you can go at your own pace and on your own schedule. Oh, yeah, for sure. On your own schedule. It doesn't take all day to homeschool. Like much of the time that children spend at school is spent in like transition periods, waiting, recess, lunch. And even though kids are at school for about eight hours a day, they aren't actually doing schoolwork that whole time. So don't feel like you need to copy schools or another family's homeschool too. like, you know, homeschoolers are all different. So some of we have friends that are super tight with like a nine to two schedule and others who are done. So, you know, don't worry if somebody else spends six hours hours a day and your kids are done in two or three hours that's fine keep in mind the kids are learning all the time right yeah and, and we talked about that before where I've known some people over the years that as soon as they pull their kids out they literally go and buy a school desk like what you would find in a right. classroom <laughs> and they put it in their house because they feel like that's their idea so, you know a lot of what we're talking about here is just breaking free from that and mm-hmm. just realizing that this is your life your schedule you know we talked about in our schedules routines and rhythms episode about how it's important to work with those rhythms of your children so anyway so I would encourage you to celebrate the individuality of your child your family and your unique homeschool you will all be much happier and content in the long run for sure yeah so number two find your people 
This was an absolute lifesaver to find like-minded friends when yes. we were starting oh out. <laughs> yeah, we started off in the beginning with like great park day groups. And these were our bread and butter and our connection with everyone. And through the years, I mean, we camped together. We did co-ops together. Any kind of clubs, groups, we started kind of through that original park day group. And we found lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And our children grew up with their children. And these relationships have been so fulfilling and long-lasting. Right. I mean, we just had a mom's night out last week with a bunch of these moms who we've known since our kids were itty bitty. Right. Um, and it's so it's not just friends for your kids, obviously. It's friends with other parents, too, because no one is quite going to get to your daily struggles like another homeschool mom will. Right. And like you say, the park days, make podcasts together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly what you're saying, though. You will question yourself a lot. A and lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the beginning. You know, that's a lot of that doubt just kind of sets in. And that's normal, and it's okay to feel like that. You just need to really find other homeschoolers, and they will encourage, and they will support you. Sometimes on the hardest of days, you just need to hear someone tell you that you're doing a great job, or that you need to tell your friend what great job that they're doing. Yeah, and that what they're doing is enough. Like, we always question that, but honestly, I think that's like the sign that you're a good parent. Like, if you're not questioning it, (laughs) maybe you gotta up the ante. (laughs) Right. So you need to do whatever you can to get into a community of like-minded kids and parents as soon as possible. Yes. It's literally, if you check on our Getting Started page, it's one of the very first things is yeah. finding your people. Yeah. So do it. <laughs> yeah. So number three, you do not have to follow a curriculum verbatim and grades are not really that important. No. Nope. You are the one that's making your schedule. You're the one that gets to decide to omit mastered concepts. You can pick and choose what programs and resources that you're going to use. You can and you should skip things that don't work for you or your child. Like I see a lot of people online looking for, oh, where can I find this, you know, sixth grade textbook, you know, that they used in school. You don't have to use those if you don't want. In fact, like that's part of the thing I love about homeschooling is I I like to hand pick curriculum for my kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're all different. They're all going to learn differently. And, you know, over the years, I've covered this on one of our episodes where I've written a lot of my own curriculum, you know, that music year of music. I'm still, I still have it in the back of my head that I want to really put that together for other people to use. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So it's one of the greatest things about homeschooling, like Nicole said. I also want to emphasize that grades aren't everything. Does your boss care what your GPA was when you were in school? (laughs) Of course not. This kind of thing holds no meaning once you're out of school. Yeah, I just um, finished this book by Felicia Day. She's a popular YouTube star and actress that also happened to be homeschooled. And in college, she was there fairly young and she was total perfectionist. And she tells a story about how she was taking this really hard math class that's known for being the hardest math class there is there. And uh, she had a professor of this class tell her, it's okay to take a B. He's like, no one cares about your 4.0. Like, you don't need to kill yourself for a grade. Nobody in your future life is going to care. Yeah, exactly. Like, what happened? <laughs> and what's the saying? C's get degrees, too. <laughs> exactly. My kids always say that. Yeah. So don't get caught up in the grade that you lose sight of the real purpose of choosing to homeschool. You are doing it to educate your child and to foster a lifelong learner. Grades don't always reflect that. Another thing to keep in mind is that your child will be in different grade levels for different subjects, and that's completely normal. And again, it's one of those benefits to homeschooling that you can completely cater their education to their level. 
Yeah, remember, schools need to keep children with their factory-level grades because it's the easiest way to manage just the sheer volume of kids that go through the system. Like, if it, we notice that if people, like, pull their kids out to homeschool and then put them back in, like, when you're under high school, they just put you in whatever grade your age is. Like, yeah. there's no, no science to it there. But uh, more than likely, that's not going to be the case with your child. Uh, they might be reading on a fifth grade level, uh, but uh, doing math on a, you know, different one. So uh, it's all normal. Right. And I don't think that there's ever been a curriculum that I chose where my child was doing all the same, you know, quote unquote level in every subject. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. I mean, some of the some homeschool curriculums don't even they might be more flux, like build your library, the levels like people think they line up with grades, but they don't. They're really for an age range. Same right. with like, there's um, a range. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with moving beyond the page. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's a construct. Yeah, our math is like that, too. People are always asking, like, what what love, what grade does this correspond with? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> According to <laughs> who? my school. <laughs> okay, all right. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. We really would. We've been getting some really great feedback, so I'm excited about that. So keep it coming. Yes, please. Okay, number four on our top 10 list is going to be that we are the masters of our own time. Homeschooling affords us a lot of extra time to master concepts or enjoy a beautiful day outside. When your child shows an interest in something, capitalize on that and abandon other things to dive really deep into whatever ignited them. This keeps the excitement alive with learning, so do that. And also, you can encourage them to spend their extra free time exploring their passions and interests. Yeah, that's a big benefit of not being a slave to a clock or someone else's schedule. You also don't have to keep to a traditional school schedule. Uh, We've schooled all year round for most of our homeschool career. Um, It really wasn't until we started taking like college dual credit classes that we started working around like a county school calendar or something like that. Right. So and if you're having one of those terrible no good days, just step away. We had a recent episode where we talked about surviving a bad day and it's okay to spend an impromptu day in a Nerf battle, (laughs) hiking on a trail or enjoying the latest traveling exhibit at your local museum. Do schoolwork on stormy days and abandon academics and go out on those glorious days when other kids are stuck in a classroom. Take full advantage that you are in charge of your schedule. Exactly. So number five, uh, we don't owe extended family random friends or strangers at the grocery store an explanation of our homeschooling Mm -mm. yeah I always tell people like spend less time with unsupportive people and don't include people in conversations where the result is that they think they've got like a vote right and they may try to quiz your child on fractions or stress you out with socialization questions every single time you see them but you don't have to give any energy to that just simply say this is what works for us and just move on. Yeah, I love uh, when a stranger like once asked, like, aren't you worried about socialization? And I was like, (laughs) of course, that's why I don't want to send them to school. (laughs) (laughs) That's always crazy when a stranger like that at a store asks you while you're out with your kids, like, what do you think they're doing right now, sir? (laughs) 
they're talking to you. They're interacting in public. Socialization is one of the biggest myths in homeschooling. And we have another top 10 list episode that deals with that. Yeah. What about the prom? It's called. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the other critiques that people have about homeschooling that it's none of their business. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Moving on to number six. You don't have to be available for everyone else just <laughs> just because you have chosen a more flexible lifestyle. I'm sorry. No, you have to learn to say no. You don't have to be a yes person. You may be out and about exploring with your kids, but that doesn't mean that you have time to do extra favors all the time for family and friends. You have chosen a lifestyle with more freedom, so go out and enjoy it without the guilt. You don't owe them anything. You are a lot better at that than I am. <laughs> it's yeah. really, it's really, really hard. And I've gotten <laughs> sucked in and burned by a volunteer gig before that made me really have to step back and like stop being so much of a yes I girl. Know. I don't know if I'm, I'm not very good at that. I, <sighs> I say, when have I ever said no to you? I, well, not to me, but like, I don't know. I mean, and some of this, you know, is just like even just typical for us being like stay at home moms and stuff too. Like, it's just because like, if we don't have a job, people think we can like sit around all day and wait for like the eating those bonbons. Like right. Peggy w- Bunny. Washer repairman. <laughs> I mean, th- I mean, that's kind of like, like when my husband's like, hey, I scheduled the gas guy to come by on Thursday morning and I'm like really like I have a hike Thursday morning like every Thursday morning for 10 years like but so yeah it's easy to kind of get maybe resentful of that right (laughs) well but we all the point is that we all have busy schedules and we work uh, we have work to do with our kids so it's important work I mean just because it's something we've chosen to do and it's different than the typical schedule for most people and that grind that they've chosen for their lives doesn't mean that our choice is any less valuable. So yeah, our time is valuable. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to number seven. You are well qualified to teach your kids. Mm-hmm. There you is are. nobody more qualified to teach your children than you are. As you read to them, spend time with them and watch them as they learn new things, you'll be learning right alongside them. There's no one that loves them as you do or knows them as well as you do. The greater culture doesn't set parents up with confidence if they opt out of the public school system. Mm -mm. And that sense of doubt and that fear of failure and overwhelmness can become really great. So I assure you, you absolutely are qualified to do this. Oh, totally. You're totally qualified. You know your child and their needs better than anyone else. And you don't have to be a teacher to teach them. (laughs) Even though I said that with my three-month-old baby like you probably already do know more than you think you do but you also have like a ton of resources available to teach your child there are fully scripted curriculums there are classes that can be outsourced there are classes you can even take together and other kinds of instructions out there available for all kinds of things right I remember when my kids were little and we would do science experiments and you know I would be really invested in what was going on, but I'm not a huge science person. I don't always know the terminology. I literally just have the book right there and it tells you word for word the words to ask your children. So why do you think the hydrogen peroxide did this? You know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and it has the answer key. So use that and you can do this. That's what a lot of teachers in school do. Literally what they're doing. Right. So Anyway, so as a homeschool parent, you don't have to be an expert. So no, no, no teacher has all the answers, but they know where to find them. 
As we look for answers while teaching our kids, we are teaching them how to be lifelong learners. It's a huge thing that's important for both you and me is to foster that love of learning and keep that lifelong learner attitude for our children. Yeah. We just did an episode on it. Yeah. (laughs) So you'll make mistakes, but that doesn't mean that you're a bad parent or a bad homeschooler. No. We will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website. So be sure to check that out after you listen. We would love it if you would take a second to go out there and like and rate us. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are on all those streaming platforms. So go out and check us out. Give us a thumbs up. Great. So moving along to number eight, all kids are different. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We talk about this all the time. Um, Their temperament, their learning style, the way they interact with you. Parenting and homeschooling styles are going to change for each child. That's okay. That's normal. Uh, They're not cookie cutter people. And the way you interact with them shouldn't be either. Uh, You might have, you know, all sorts of different learners in your house. Mm, I do. Same, (laughs) yeah, same kids, same genetics. And yet, like, everybody needs something different. So, again, this is where that big benefit of being able to cater education to your child comes in. Everything from curriculum to schedule to style is something that you get to decide. Right. Oh, that's my favorite part about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to teach every subject every single day. In the younger years, you might want to just focus on the three R's reading, writing, arithmetic, along with lots of reading out loud and playtime. You can do a lot of science experiments and projects, spend tons of time outside, play a lot of games, do a lot of hands-on arts and crafts and other activities. Find what works for your special, unique child and do that. Yep. And number nine, which kind of goes along with that, is that relationships are more important than your academics. Yeah. Like, don't get wrapped up in this, like, teacher-student, like, hard mentality. Remember that we're first parent and child, and we're here to shape and guide and, like, grow these precious little beings. Um, Some who end up turning to homeschool from, like, maybe a traumatic school situation, they might need some extra time just being nurtured. And we also, like, some of us have sensitive children who need a little extra attention attention or maybe a different approach to harder topics. Uh, We may have a unique family dynamic that um, demands like a totally different style. Right. And when you talk about that, some of that trauma, whenever some of the kids come out, whether it be socially or academically, we talk about that when we talk about de-schooling and our getting started oh, for sure. part. Yeah. yeah. So that is so important to just take time to just kind of enjoy and reconnect with your child. Yeah. There are many times in my early days of homeschooling when I would get frustrated and impatient with one of my kids when they just wouldn't get it. You know, like we just talked about this yesterday <laughs> and you got it and now you don't get it. And that can be really frustrating. So that moment of frustration can not only kill their love of learning, but it also hurts your relationship. I realized the subject wasn't all that important in comparison to our relationship. It's just not worth it. We talked about it in the surviving a bad day in episode 16. Yeah. Just walk away. It's not worth it. You need to just abandon ship. These moments of frustration are awful and you're not going to get any work done. Go get a boba tea, play a board game or head to the museum. You're going to have bad days. We all have them. Yeah, we are all human and we're going to mess up. We're going to lose our cool. Do your best to learn from the situation and just do better the next time. Yeah. Yeah, when things go really bad or you're not feeling like you made a good choice to homeschool, (laughs) you just need to stop and remember all the reasons why you're chosen this path. 
look at the big picture and know that this too shall pass. Yep. I mean, hopefully at the end, you'll end up with kids who like really appreciated this approach. Like <laughs> that's, that's the goal. <laughs> Wait, we'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> I'm joking. You do start seeing it as they... I do in spurts. Yeah. I mean, in spurts between the usual like teenage stuff, but like now with kids in college, like it does, it does sometimes really come back that we did make the right choice here. Right? Like, oh yeah, they're Abs- great. People. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is coming back around. <laughs> I mean, there's, it's it's up and down. I mean, it's not a perfect <laughs> world, and so we are, you know, working through it too. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we are on the tenth thing. So the tenth thing that we wish that everybody would know and make sure the importance of is reading reading to our children was the single most important thing that well that I did in my homeschool me too yeah even older students benefit from being read to I feel like we talk about this in pretty much every episode (laughs) but it's because it's true it is and it doesn't have to be boring school books we enjoyed everything all kinds of styles authors genres so it's just, it, it cannot be emphasized enough. There's so many studies that are done that talk about the importance of really getting children to enjoy good literature. Right. We talked previously about the actual science and results behind reading to your children. Like, it's it's definitely a real thing. It's not just right. we want to do it. Like, it has actual results. Um, and we place a lot of emphasis on reading in my house, too. I come from a long line of avid readers. Uh, my grandma was a librarian in a children's library. Um, I read every day. We use a literature-based curriculum. Mm-hmm. I'm already 17 books into my Goodreads oh my challenge for 2023. A, you're such a show-off. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I am not. <laughs> when you model reading to your child and when you read to them, you are instilling a lifelong love of reading, which in turn creates lifelong learners. Yep, oh. exactly. Yeah. Well, that was a great top 10 list. I think it was good. We're going to have it all listed out on our website with some resources for this. So I am super excited about um, sharing this with everybody. Yeah, it's awesome. And so next time on episode 21, uh, we are going to be talking about how do you homeschool a child with a learning disability? Uh, What are the most common learning disabilities? How do I homeschool a child with a learning disability? And will having a learning disability hold my child back? Yeah, we're going to have a lot of great resources to help people that are yeah. struggling with this. And it's a very real thing. And it's a, actually a lot of people choose to homeschool because their child needs, you know, a little bit. Yeah, extra help yeah. and extra attention. So, yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see, see you, you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast. <laughs>